Jiu-Jitsu is hard, pure and simple. Day in and day out, people from diverse backgrounds walk into Jiu-Jitsu gyms looking to start classes. Unsurprisingly, Jiu-Jitsu has close to a 90% attrition rate for new students. So who are the 10% that make it through the first couple months and continue to train? What drives them to continue through brutal workouts that involve contorting into a human sweat pretzel? In season one of Jiu-Jitsu is Hard, we're talking to people who did just that. My name is Katie Erickson, and I will be your host for this podcast. I am a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and co-owner of Northwest Martial Arts here in Coos Bay, Oregon. Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu is Hard. What's up, my friends? It's me and my friends. <laughs> it's, it's us. It's me We're here. and my friends. It's oh. Mallory. Hi. And Jen. Hey. And we're here in my backyard. And let's just admire the beauty of my backyard for a moment because this has been a lot of work. So tell me I'm good. You're great. Thank you. Fabulous. Very, very nice. It is such a serene setting. We're sitting in a paradise jungle right now. Right. With a large planter in between you. (laughs) But I, it's a, it's got um, these cute little flowers. These actually, Jen, these are the flowers that I got because I saw you (gasps) at at the Buy Mart. Yeah. In the garden section. (laughs) On a Sunday. (laughs) On a Sunday. And it was very early, actually, too. We were both awake (laughs) early in the day. It was 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. and So random. (laughs) We had both just posted things about going to garden centers, and then there we were. It was was just a a really serendipitous moment. So, full circle. circle. So, um, what we're going to do today is hang out, have this sweet podcast. And I basically just asked Mallory and Jen to come up with questions or topics, whatever they wanted um, to talk about. And we're just gonna do that. So I don't know what any of those things are. And, and that's cool because I really like raw material. We're also outside and there are baby birds and things. And these baby birds are adorable, but they are very screechy and loud. So apologies in advance for listeners, because I don't care, but you're just gonna have to deal with it, is what I'm trying to say. So, um, I'm just gonna turn it over to one of you two, because I won't make you, I, I won't pick. I think it looks like you two have been canoodling, canoodling bit, on what we've been doing, yeah. what we've been doing. Yeah, what we're gonna do here. Feeling good. Okay, <laughs> so first off, I guess just to kind of get myself talking here, a little warm up story, because I okay. said, I, so I went out last night for mm-hmm. Silver oh, Dollar, right? Okay. Yes. So went there <laughs> and we were playing pool. I love to play pool and the fights were on and there was a guy there in a tap out shirt, who also had a fedora that had a skull and crossbones. And it was just, it, it was great because Eminem was also playing very loudly. <laughs> I can see everything about this scene. Okay. Everything. So, all, so that there was that, and then our regular bartender wasn't working. It was a woman who was down from Springfield. Wait, was Tap Out Guy working, or he Tap was Out Guy like, was just hanging? Okay. With okay. some other guys, and then um, so that was a whole experience watching all of that, and then at one point, this older gentleman walks in, um, just to really get an idea. It's like probably someone's grandpa and he had on suspenders he had on bluetooth device still in his ear 
Like, oh, do you know what I mean? I love that. At the silver dollar. At the silver dollar. It gets better. Oh. <laughs> he also is just open carrying. That but I didn't feel uncomfortable. Nice. I didn't feel uncomfortable by this, right? Mm. At the time. And I, I was like, okay, this is fine. I'm fine. Like, this seems really normal for Coos Bay. Um, and then he goes, he says to me, man, they need to turn on the air conditioning in here. Or can you turn on the air? Con no, can you turn on the air conditioning? Is what he said. But I didn't get it. Cause I th and so I just, I thought, I was like, oh, does he think I'm an employee? Like I, I work here? Yeah. Like, and so I was like, oh, I don't work here. But then I realized he like said it again and realized that what he was trying to say was that I was hot. Oh, you guys. I'm so sorry. You know it's a good pickup line when it goes right <laughs> over your head. I was, it was like too deadpan for like, I wasn't expecting it because also my hair was on top of my head. I was just, actually, it's exactly the same right now as it was last it night because I did not I redo like it. it. And I was walking on the beach prior. I mm. was just wearing, uh, I was wearing like spandex uh, camo pants. Well, that's why. Oh, that is why. Also, oversized long sleeve shirt because I got these two tattoos yesterday. So I look strange if my arms aren't covered because they're on both sides of my arms. So I have to have a long sleeve. So I had this big oversized, it was actually David's shirt. Oh, nice. It was David's shirt is what I was wearing and my sparkly sandals. Yeah. That's now I now I know why you were approached. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like all walks of Coos Bay were there last night. I feel Tap like they were guy. all there. They were all there. And then there was crowd. like this lovely couple on a really cute date, very clean cut, uh, Asian gentleman and a lady. And it was just so like, cute. there was like a diverse audience in there. <laughs> oh, and I made some fans because I have a tendency to spend too much money on jukeboxes in bars. Just saying, I spend more on jukebox money than I do beer money. And so I was going and playing all my songs and I play Queen because I have to play of Queen. Of course. Yeah, you have so, to play song. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, of course. Did you even ask? I oh just God. making so, sure. So <laughs> uh, the thing about me is it doesn't matter which space I'm in. It's kind of like I will just sing it and I really don't care who knows. I'm like Buddy the Elf. Mm -hmm. Like yes. I'm in love and I, I want everyone to know, right? I love we it. Do this together. So <laughs> I sang at the top of my lungs in this bar and this like a younger like dude at the like everyone like kind of like sat up and looked at me and then I realized like I'm just playing pool singing my heart out and people are watching me in this performance of Bohemian Rhapsody because I just gave zero fucks I love it so I was in the zone yeah. and it's like for me it feels like competition like totally getting it into like the jujitsu space mm -hmm. is for me singing in, in spaces where I know I can sing well on something that's like I'm like mm -hmm. oh I'm ready yeah then yes. it like it's fun it feels like jujitsu to me so yeah I basically sang to the bar in Coos Bay and <laughs> one guy did they pay you no but like what was have. really sweet though like people said really sweet things that you know where you know when people say things that you don't know them it's a whole different experience and sometimes they're just like don't value those as much because like we live in a meme world right you know, mm. but like this guy said to me, he was like, oh, I thought that maybe this was a different rendition because I didn't recognize 
who was singing from the jukebox. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, stop, stop. And I had a bunch of people come up to me. They were like, kind of like, wow, like that was great. And I was like, oh, I can sing. Okay, cool. I can do that. Because like my, um, my dream is to be a country music singer, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get on that bus. Okay, so <laughs> I'm ready. so that's my my other dream. Yeah. Besides so jujitsu. So end of the podcast, you're gonna serenade us, is what you're saying. Mm, maybe, <laughs> nice. maybe, maybe not. Maybe or maybe it won't appear. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how I'm feeling when we get there. But it was just really interesting, and it like feels good to know that like it's gonna be okay if I can't do jujitsu because I've been out and it's been really hard. But I know that performing feels exactly the same and Jen has to know yeah. this you have to know yeah, both of you are performers yeah. we're all performers really yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a softball player yeah. that's like your yeah. arena mm-hmm. and you are a dancer Absolutely. extraordinaire so that's yes. really interesting when yeah. you think about Absolutely. each of us have these other talents on top of jujitsu mm-hmm. like each one of us which yeah. is pretty yeah, cool right really cool i love it yeah okay now i'm gonna hand over the podcast to you too because okay. i said i was going to okay. but clearly i just took control like i normally that's, do but yeah that's i am why we're here it's cool <laughs> it's very on par with who you are so i know we love I know. you i know you. i'm gonna take a drink of this thing starting this yeah so, so we kind of talked about kicking it off with some rapid fire questions okay. just to get things rolling a little bit and have a little bit of fun okay um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to go like back and forth? Yeah, let's do it. So we'll just start with the random rapid fire Perfect. questions. Okay. Um, so we'll start easy. So what is your favorite movie? Ooh. The first movie that comes to mind is Gone with the Wind. Okay. Um, nice. It's a gorgeous theatrical film, but I want to say that with that, I think that You know, I grew up watching that film and life was very different when I was exposed to the film. And so I think that that had a real impact on my ability, like to understand uh, racism, to be quite honest, and like how people were like treated black people, Mm -hmm. honestly, um, because of the way it was portrayed that somehow they were taken care of, like Mm -hmm. it was some... Yeah. You know, it just is not, it is not a real representation of that. So I just want to put that out there because I know, like, for me, like, I don't, I know that that's the film that I love because I think it's gorgeous because I love dresses and uh, fanfare and pageantry and all of these other things. I I just also enjoy a story of a woman who is struggling and overcomes Mm -hmm. through her own work hard work with her own hands yeah. do you know what i mean yeah and yeah. for me i identify with those pieces of that film so there's that um also uh, that's it that's it because okay. yeah. it's rapid fire right i realized that's wait okay. this is but supposed to be rapid fire that did merit yeah. and it, it and needed it though yeah, i couldn't yeah, let yeah, it go yeah, yeah. for sure all right all right now we're gonna now we're gonna rapid fire okay <laughs> favorite musician Coheed and Cambria. Does that count? It's a group. Sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Celine Dion is a single yeah. artist. Oh, Celine. All right. Favorite TV show? Uh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Perfect. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite drink? Ooh, a spicy water, which is a LaCroix <laughs> or other bubbly water of sorts. Favorite hobby other than jujitsu? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who doesn't have our yeah. other hobby? <laughs> um, gardening, though, I guess. Yeah, gardening. That's perfect. Look at this place. Perfect. I know. <laughs> um, if you could trade places with one person in the world for one day, who would it be? <sighs> These are hard rapid fire ones. That was, a that was a difficult one, but that's okay. I actually have a hard time wanting to trade with anyone right this moment because I'm loving what I'm doing right here. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just a day. bro. A day. Uh, be a Basilio, oh. okay. <laughs> winning champ, winning gold this year. That that was a look at my like future life that I felt like watching her. That would be great. So like she also did a back like a back handspring I think that day or backflip. Awesome. So I'd yes. also like to do one of those. That's great. That was a difficult question. I love that. Yeah, I love that. That would be fun. I'm stealing this one because we both have an anticipated answer. <laughs> what position would you hold in the circus? That was a BJ question. He was really excited to hear what your answer Because I'm going to say ringleader. Yes! 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 <laughs> he said, like, as a disclaimer, he's like, you can't pick clown because that's a cop out. I was like, Katie's going to pick ringleader. That girl ain't going to pick clown. You kidding me? You kidding me? What does he think oh. I am? Yeah, that's my favorite one. It's so funny. And what it all made me think of, though, was Britney Spears because I went and saw her do her circus tour. Oh, of course that's you awesome. did. Yeah, and she was like in a big umbrella mm -hmm. going around like the Tacoma Dome, sitting in it. Yeah. Yes. Badass. Awesome. I'm going to spin yes. off on that. Best concert you've ever been to. Dude, Ooh, that's the one. That's the one. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, no, no. I forgot because that, that one was on my brain. Actually, we went and saw Roger Waters also at the Tacoma oh, Dome, like Pink okay. Floyd. Oh, wow. And that That's was sick. some shit. That is awesome. Yeah. That is I, awesome. We should have gone the next, we should have followed it to Portland. Yeah. We were oh. bored. We were bored in Seattle. Honestly, getting downtown was terrible. There was a Mariners game and Pride oh. at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible timing. A lot of glitter, and it was very hot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of glitter and very hot. <laughs> Bro, the glitter gets Sweat. everywhere. Sweat, you know what the I mean? glitter aren't coming yeah. off. That's the thing. So, I used to work at Hobby Lobby. I oh. would be covered in glitter oh, wow. from like July to January. Because like <laughs> that's when they start stocking Christmas stuff. Right. So I'm stocking Christmas ornaments. I go home covered in glitter every day. Nice. Yeah. You know, Good. So look. People think you're either like a stripper or, like, you know. <laughs> You don't or know. Or you're just into you it. Yeah, exactly. You or you're 13. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 13. Um, I'm going to sprinkle in a would you rather here. Ooh. So would you rather have to announce your name every time you enter a room or do a cartwheel to exit every room? <laughs> <laughs> cartwheel. I know the answer. Yeah. Cartwheel. <laughs> cartwheel out that door. I was thinking about. I'm going to do a round off out. Yeah. I was thinking about at Dwight's and Angela's wedding, how they announced the, oh, yeah. the name every time somebody entered. <laughs> So I'm like imagining you doing that. So funny. Katie Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of yeah. announcing myself, but I feel like cart being able to cartwheel out of some situations Way would be really option. good. Like the visual on that is good. That is There's really no good. like, wait, I thought you were staying. You're just, no, just gone. out. Just gone. Irish out. goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. If you could have lunch with anybody dead or alive who would it be the first name that came to my mind was jesus and i don't know why but i just feel like that's like the answer that you end up with like when you grow up 
a certain way. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also, I thought it, a lot of times on these questions, I thought Michelle Obama, um, like especially that. with like the trading like for a day like that. I thought about that and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, that's somebody I would really like to talk to. Yeah. Like yes. on a one on one. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. So that. Jesus and Michelle Obama. We got some I variety. Mean, let's figure I it like out. It. Mm-hmm. Let's work together. I like it. <laughs> Bring let's everyone see. to the Let's table. together. Ooh. That would be a conversation I would want to hear about. Yeah. I'll have the them three do of you. I'll have them on the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got the world. BJ has now signed up to play Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He would be a perfect Jesus. We'll tweet at Michelle Obama. She'll she'll, she'll come. join. She'll, she'll totally come yeah. over. Yeah. She'll pull some strings. Yeah, I really would like to talk about policy though. <laughs> if you do listen. I would really like to talk about policy. <laughs> Can somebody please at Michelle Obama? Yeah, please. Thank us. you. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll do a few more. Um, all right, would you rather put beer or orange juice in your cereal? <laughs> beer. Okay. <laughs> Gross. God. It would just be like bread. Oh. Right? Okay, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Sweet so bread. Sweet maybe bread. what Sweet if mush. it had to be like hams? Just, ham? Hams and pan. <laughs> I mean, there's worse. <laughs> It could be worse. I mean, I Jen's like, what is think, that? Yeah. What's, what's worse? I have I, Rainier. <laughs> Rainier. Oh, my dad likes Rainier. He orders Rainier. Oh, yes. I love it. Oh, God. All right. Let's do, all right. What is your, your most embarrassing moment? Oh, man. I think I talked about that one on the podcast oh, with Aaron. Yeah, I think that you did. Yeah. That so one great. where I split my pants in half. <laughs> And yeah. I had to wear a red muumuu down to the office. Oh, my mom my. brought me my pants that I wore the day before, and they were very distinct because they were silver bell bottoms. <laughs> oh, there's a snail right here. Get it oh, out, little buddy. Oh my god! No, I'm literally gonna have a heart attack. I'm not joking. You don't like snails. No, Here, give me that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> Fling him. Thank you, buddy. Sorry. Into the tomatoes. Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> um, he was on my. Also, yesterday I saw a child screaming about crabs that we're going to jump up and grab her. But like, there were the tiny ones, oh, like, okay. you know, like she was like learning about right. like wildlife and all this yes. stuff. It was adorable. Sorry. What was the question? I might still um, like on that most embarrassing page. moment, but we've covered that before. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I have a lot of them. Yeah. God, yeah. I just, I think I've blocked most of them out yeah. as much as possible, That's but I have a, a frequent embarrassing moment of mine though, that I have is that I go to grocery stores and walk around and I think David's next to me in the cart <laughs> because I don't look up very often because I'm very short and I just assume a tall male that I can't see might just be David. And so I put things in carts that are not my cart <laughs> and Stop. I do it very frequently and we'll start talking to a man that I think is maybe David and it's not, it is a rando in the grocery store. I have never in my life like done five, that. six times. <laughs> it happens regularly. <laughs> this is so it, happen, funny. it happens regularly. <laughs> I have never heard of that. Does, being isn't a that thing. the craziest? I didn't know it was it's a thing until I started talking about it, and then I realized I have an issue. Maybe I should look up a little more often. Do you think <laughs> other people have that same problem? I don't frequently, know. Or is it just you? I think it's just me. <gasps> when you post this podcast, put out a poll. Yeah, because we have you ever done that? Yeah, we need to know. Yeah, yeah. The world needs to understand. Yeah. The statistics. <laughs> we like science. <laughs> yeah, science, bitch. Uh, All right. So I think we'll wrap up the rapid fire and go mm-hmm. into just the, the jujitsu rapid fire, and then we'll get into like some okay. more. The talk. meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I like meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Save it. 
Keep right. listening, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's better. You got the jujitsu right. rapid fire. <clears throat> Favorite guard pull. Mm. I like the one where you come up underneath of them and lift them so that you can mm. like go all the way over the top. I think mm. that's a really good one. Or that really sweet one that Heather does where she like whips around, gets in the uh, De La Hiva yeah. position, okay. that there. Pull them into guard. Sweet. Nice. Sorry, you said one, <laughs> but I gave you two. That's okay. And I did hand motions. <laughs> and I was going to say, yeah, you guys are missing the hand motions, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> and I don't notice that the hand motions are happening because who talks without them? Exactly. All right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jen's Italian. Can't help it. All right, favorite takedown? Oh, man, I love a trip takedown. I like to get underneath onto the waist and grip them in, and mm. get the leg on, and just, like, fall right on top of them. Nice. Like, like if you can make them go like, huh, when you hit the ground, then That's you know. That's how you know it's good. That's how you know. That happens often. <laughs> yeah. Baby Aaron. Oh, man. Let's see. Favorite sweep? Oh, man. You know, I just real like a, a push-pull sweep. It's so simple, but it's just... It, 100% of the or what is it 60% of the time it works every time, it works every yeah. time. Yeah. that's what it is for me yeah I also just watched Anchorman again for oh. the first time in a very long time the other night because it's on Netflix now Damn. so at Netflix like oh, I, I watched Anchorman did you yeah I mean do what you gotta they do keep raising the prices did they oh those bastards and then they <laughs> came crawling back of course they did no. of course they did anyway okay All right. next one uh, favorite submission mm, mm. First one that popped into my mind is cross collar choke, but I'll take a bow and arrow choke. Okay. Any way that I can choke you. Nice. Favorite comp you've been in? Shit, submissions on the shore was so fun. Nice. Like at submissions on the shore, my friends, like those people are fun. Fun event. I went to California. This was right in the beginning of the pandemic when I kind of didn't think it was real a little bit. Um, yeah. And I had already arranged to go, and I decided to go, um, which ended up being just fine. And uh, went down there, and I got to walk around and see all the ships and hang out and have a fun time. I got to meet a lot of cool women, and uh, the the woman that I fought against, Liz Excel, she is um, she's like training hard. Like we're still like friends. Like like we made friends. Like I love that. It's kind of like going to girls camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I like do. went to it was like going to a girls camp and having a competition is what it felt like. So, so yeah, cool. those are really good events. Um really like those guys. That was at um Six Blades in San Pedro in San Pedro. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Shout out to those guys too. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is a heavy question. Who's your favorite rolling partner? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I really miss rolling with is Kimo. Kimo is oh, one of my yeah. favorite rolling partners because um, he puts the pace on for me and helps me keep up and like learn how to be faster. And mm -hmm. so I really appreciate that about him. So he's one of my favorite rolling partners um, for that. And we're like same size and mm -hmm. he's stronger mm -hmm. and, and faster. So it's like a, it's a big challenge for me. He's better at wrestling. Um, but I never feel like I'm gonna get hurt. And that's the thing with him that I mm -hmm. really appreciate about having that training partner and um, something I think is really important when you find a training partner that you feel safe with, like stick with those partners yeah. and stuff. So it's like a really, it's it's like someone I really love uh, rolling with, but he and I haven't rolled in a long time. Um, so, but yeah, he's one of my favorites for sure. No, he's yeah. he's good, good people. Good people. All right, here we go. Last one. Last one, your most memorable moment in Jiu-Jitsu. 
We're bringing the hard-hitting questions today. Yeah, you are. People yeah. need to know you. I know. <laughs> I've literally, I don't know if I've ever thought about it that much. Because so many moments are so pivotal. Like, I feel like every moment feels super pivotal. Uh-huh. Um, because every single one of them is like an era. Like, uh-huh. my life feels like it's an eras between all these different belts and how long it's taken me to get where I want to go. Um, but I feel like one of my favorite moments was, you know, I loved getting my black belt. And it was, like, it was stunning and it's shocking. But it's hard to feel like you've earned it. But I, so I feel like my, one of my most memorable moments was getting my brown belt and going from a purple belt to a brown belt because... Purple belt was one of the hardest belts because I didn't, I didn't learn how to do, uh, I didn't learn how to compete before purple belt. I never competed. Um, so I didn't, and I wanted to start. So I got a purple belt and then I immediately signed up to compete. And then I competed all throughout that belt. And I had to re it's like, I had to relearn jujitsu because I didn't think that I'd be competitive Mm because I didn't start jujitsu for any of that. Um, I didn't start jujitsu even to get a black belt. I didn't start jujitsu to do any of those things. I only started because the self-defense aspect, because I fell in love with being able to defend myself and defend other people. Um, so I think that getting my brown belt definitely is one of the most memorable times. Cause I also got it on the, I got it on the mat, I got it in the gym and I really oh, liked that. Yeah. I really liked that. I was sweaty as hell. I love that. Like I've been yeah, doing jujitsu, cool. mm-hmm. you know. Ryan Kelly gave it to me, yeah, and that that's some that's some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, and I, and it felt like I, I'd actually worked really hard to earn something, and I think that things mean so much more when you earn them. Yeah, they yeah. don't feel as good when For they're sure. given to you. So, There's like, no participation trophies. Mm-hmm. No participation trophies no, in jujitsu. I don't believe in participation trophies at all. Actually, I, I actually nope. think they're very demeaning. Um, for everybody because mm-hmm. I think you need to learn where you can grow where you can become a better person mm-hmm. um, and it's okay to like not get a medal mm-hmm. like that's yeah. a, that's the yeah. part that needs to be be explained here is like it's not that we don't want everyone to feel good but we need to be able to have people feel good emotionally on their own without anything mm-hmm. like receiving yeah you need to have it yourself yeah. and if you don't have that it's really hard to get yourself from one place to the next so mm-hmm. no I agree yeah yeah I expanded on that one a little bit that was the last rapid one. fire that was the last all right rapid fire. all right ready for the next all right okay I'm gonna go ahead and dive in I will yeah okay we are gonna shift a little bit and we're gonna I kind of want to explain this one because okay a couple ready. days ago maybe like a week ago there was a video on Tom DeBlas's Instagram mm-hmm. um, and it was a video of a young girl that a guy grabbed and tried to pull and she turned around and got a single leg and fought for the back and then he got up and she got a takedown and then she ended up getting away and she was sprinting down the hallway at school and this happened at school it's what it looks like okay okay. so the video was clearly taken from somebody's phone like it was kind of jumbled and like it wasn't like a planned thing at all it was pretty got it got it so the video has been taken down since then okay i was gonna (laughs) ask why yeah, I, I'm the only thing I can think of is because maybe she was a minor and her parents didn't consent. Mm. But I don't know. I have no idea. But it's gone. Um, 
but I'm I'm wondering, yes. knowing that these kinds of things are happening and that young girls are able to defend themselves against men, visibly, I mean, we see it now. Yeah. So what is the importance, even more so now, that high school or younger girls start to train jiu-jitsu? Yeah, um, that's a... That's a really great thing to ask <laughs> because there's a lot of really good ways to get there of getting everyone where they need to be. You know, I feel like no one really prepares you for what the world's actually going to be. And when I was growing up, we didn't have social media right. like there is now. So, like, I'm not like a 13-year-old girl with an Instagram where any rando can DM me whenever mm -hmm, they feel mm -hmm. like and say whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and because we know that people, men, very literally men because they're the majority of the perpetrators. Right. Um, because they can be manipulative and young girls don't have all of the capacities to understand what's happening to them. I think Absolutely. it's really important that they know how to fight because I get sick of seeing things where people say like, well, she must have got herself in that situation uh, or mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, she's a, a young child. Like, right. think about it. She's a, a child, like right. 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah. 17, still chil Child. children, yeah. you know, and yeah. at the time, you know, when I was 17, I thought I was like big boss, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Yeah. And yeah. I, do. I always kind of been like that. Um, but I don't, I don't know why we wouldn't be exposing them to more training. Like why, like why is, you know, here's the thing. So I've been talking about how to get it into like a middle school, right? How yeah. do I get it into the schools here? How do I start teaching it? Like, how would I be able to do all those kinds of things? And what's really hard to get around is that like jujitsu is a, is a really high contact sport. And so people, once you get them in a space where there's contact, things get very weird legally. Right, right. So it's really, really hard to figure out how do you build programs to have like greater access. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the complaints that I get a lot is that jujitsu costs money. Women's self-defense costs money. People don't want to want to pay for seminars. Like they don't want to, they want it to be free. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, I hear you. Like, it'd be great if it was free, but it's not. And it's also, I've spent years and years figuring out how to do these things and it costs something so it has to be funded you know absolutely and you know I'm not here like I'm not trying to make millions of dollars but like what would be great is if I made enough on jujitsu so that jujitsu is my only profession definitely mm -hmm. see and that's where it all comes in where it's like I want to do those things I want to be able to teach young women how to do jujitsu I want to go to them where they're at, not make them come to me where I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you need to go into the spaces where the people are to create change. You can't just build a website, put some mm -hmm. videos on it and call it good. Like you yeah. actually need to go into your community and do a thing. Right. Like I need to figure out how do I, how do I build like into health classes? Like yeah. shouldn't it just be a health subject? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Shouldn't that just be part of health curriculums? Yeah. Like, that's what I would think is mm. basic self-defense of your own body and all Definitely. that, you know, but I, I'm big on like bodily autonomy from a really young age and all those kinds of things and trying to make children understand already that, you know, 
they have agency over their own body. Like, there's no, like, oh, go give whoever a kiss. Like, Ugh, in the, like I was you know what I mean? thinking that. That yeah, drives I'm me crazy when I hear things up. like that because I would never want mm-hmm. to, like, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. I would never force somebody right. to touch another person they don't want to touch, Mm-mm. which is why I'm also really big on asking for consent in children when I'm working with them at the gym and saying things like, I... I need to go to mount, so I need to be in this position. Is that okay with you? Right. Mm-hmm. And then they say yes, or they say no, and then I don't do it because right. they said yeah. no. You know, right. it's not a big deal. I'll just do something else. Because the thing is, is I don't know what anyone's trauma is. I don't know yeah. if they have trauma in their children, and so I think that they need to be able to have agency over what position may I put myself in with them. Right. Yeah. And when you start to give them that agency, then they take it all the way through, which is a really cool thing. And this is actually this this ties directly. And I was at the beach yesterday. And so I went into the, used the restroom, and there was a little girl in, in one of the stalls, and the mom was waiting outside, you know, and the mom was like, do you need help, or whatever it was, and kind of like pushed the door just a tiny bit, like, you know, a mom would, just yeah. to kind of whatever. But this little girl, I, from what I sounded like, I was like, what, she's like four? She goes, no, don't open the door. This Good. is private, or whatever. She, like, she said something really surprising and then her mom said oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to what you know and like had a really good interaction you know and I think I said the mom mom said something oh sorry like I didn't hear you or whatever she had said and then I was like well she knows her boundaries or like you know like I thought it was and the mom was like yep and like they kind of had that like yep I'm really glad she like said don't open the store you know um, and it's little things like that. It, it sounds like a small thing, but those are like really, really big things. Yeah. Like I, we were walking around at the beach also and like, um, there was a girl, little girl wanted to walk through or whatever. And we kind of stopped and waited for her to pass a little bit, but she wasn't like in my way or anything. Like it was fine, whatever. And like a couple seconds later, I hear this guy talk to her and he said something like, next time you need to make sure you say, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she wasn't even in my way though what is she excusing herself for she's clearly just walking on a path why would she she need to apologize for does she need to apologize for existing like what are we doing here i don't know i just have like a lot of i clearly have a lot of criticisms (laughs) right now about things but i'm also not a parent right so i don't know full context so i'll also say that right so like i can have this like i have this opinion just Mm -hmm. from that but it doesn't mean that that warranted the situation or anything like that so right but despite parent or not the thing that you brought up about like having kids consenting to who they hug or whatever it is right I think that's so important that like needs to be reiterated because it really does teach you at such a young age like oh I have to do this or I have to say yes to this yeah and like that is not okay yeah is that something that has to be deconditioned mm -hmm. later in life 100% yeah 100% yeah so. No, that's a great, you're 100% right. Because a lot of times these kids don't know that that could be the start of grooming or something else that yeah. goes on. And then, you know, now you're halfway in where you already didn't want to be there. So yeah. then everybody on the outside is like, yeah, this is fine. And this I'm in a sports hugging. situation. And the thing is, yeah. is, I'm working with little kids and these kids, all of them probably are someday going to play a sport. And some of them are going to get really good at sports. Mm-hmm. And we have seen time and time again I mean, what, athlete A 
on Netflix, right? So it is all about the gymnastics team. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. That was a really US, good I saw the HBO US gymnastics team. Yeah, I mean, um, the former marketing CMO of uh, Levi's, Jensei, was one of the, uh, the pe- persons that was making that whole wow. thing. So um, it was, I just knew about it, you know, and anyway. I, I just know that if I help give children agency now and do those things, it's going to help them later in life so that they can be able to defend themselves mm-hmm. already before they even need to get into a space where things are happening. Now, it sounds like what you're now back to this video situation. <laughs> it sounds like you were saying, so someone grabbed, just grabbed her. Yes. Like, so I didn't see this video at all. So <laughs> it was I didn't see it. It was such a short either. time yeah. and it's very weird that it's gone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, somebody just grabbed her like, like an arm drag. Just arm dragged her. Mm-hmm. And she just, just jujitsu turned around and jujitsu. And so, uh, and then a random person just happened to be just recording. Yeah. Cause there was like people in the way it was, yeah, it, it was, was like pretty, chaos is yeah, what it sounds exactly. like. Exactly. Huh. So it was definitely somebody grabbed a younger girl. She used jujitsu. She literally took off running. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the that's thing, what that's what jujitsu is for, you know, cause I, I think a lot of people look at it for all the sport benefits, which yeah. I love, but the, the benefit just to like your basic survival is so important. And like, I don't always, I like try not to get too political generally, but what isn't political as in like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean at this point? It's not even getting into <laughs> that. Even, yeah. But like when we're looking at saying, okay, well, if we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, and now you're going to force, in some places, rape victims to give birth to unwanted children. Like, I guess we better be teaching all of our girls how to defend themselves because yes. that's going to be an issue. Yes, that's going to be an issue because, like, yeah, I just it's it's a whole thing. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It makes me sad. Yeah, it's it a makes rough, me sad too. <sighs> All right. Anyways. Well, anyway. Anyways, yeah, we could talk about that. that we can do that another day. Another yeah, time. we could talk about that forever. So yeah, anyways, we could. You're on to your question. On to the next one. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, um, so kind of going off of that, I guess, um, have you ever had to use jujitsu in any capacity, like in a public setting? Hmm. Um, well, I did not use jujitsu in a public setting, but I did punch somebody. Um, which is jujitsu basically Absolutely. Um, no rules jujitsu <laughs> um, yeah I was in a I was in a bar in Eugene and at the time it was Taylor's oh, so God. Yeah, yeah it was a meat market and I went for somebody's birthday and I was the I was the driver that evening and this guy had come up to me and grabbed me like my butt and I was like who the f- are you like get out of here you know mm-hmm. and then he came and did it again and I said to him I was like dude if you touch me one more time I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna punch you in the throat that's yeah. what I said and so he came back around and uh grabbed me full <gasps> frontal <gasps> just a handful Trump style uh. gross I said that um but that's I mean 
That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. So um, it's, called, it's called groping. Um, and uh, so I punched him in the throat. And then I went and caught the bouncer who I actually was friends with at the time because he was training jujitsu. And he and the other bouncer got the guy and picked him up um, by his arms and legs and threw him off the concrete steps. And I'm I not sad. <laughs> I'm not I'm sad, sad at all. Either. I think that that's justice. I don't care what justice. anyone says. Call me, call me a bad person for violence, but Sometimes I don't think so. Warranted. Sometimes you got to have a little yeah, violence. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Sometimes Actually, I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I don't know why no. I'm saying I'm sorry. You know, I'm not. <laughs> it's that Midwestern. <laughs> it's a Midwestern in me that just wants to be like, I'm so sorry. Is this really inconvenient for you that I really like uh, violence? I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> fine. I won't do it again. <laughs> you really like violence. Yeah. I'm just so really into it. Okay. Well, just really yeah, into right it. Into, yeah. So. Oh, perfect, true crime. Perfect segue. We all know everybody watches true crime. Everyone does. In our demographic, at least. Of course. <laughs> so. And our demographic is, I am 33. I'm almost 34. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hanging woman. out. A woman. I'm white. Um, so there's that. Yeah. How old are you, Mel? I am 31. Oh, I'm you're young. Baby. baby. Baby of the group. Yes. Baby. But nice. Um, I definitely don't watch as much true crime oh as God. you, Katie. Oh. I do love some good true crime, though. Uh -huh. um, I love, like, the real docuseries. Right. So I like a docuseries, like, too. Mm -hmm. Love Intervention. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Big, like, Every yeah. season. Yeah, so, but love I love stuff like that. 10 out of 10, do not recommend watching the new docuseries. Um, that Mormon one on Netflix. Oh, I already watched that? it. Did you? I already oh, watched it. Of course I watched, I watched it. too. It. It's so disturbing. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by any of it. It's I'm not surprised. So, I mean, yeah, I, the it's truth so disturbing. coming out, basically. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like the extremist, like an extremist Mormon group, so it's yeah. just some fucked up shit, but it. it is interesting if you're into watching that stuff, but if you're easily disturbed, don't watch it. Definitely. Yeah, trigger warning. So came a little late in the yeah, trigger warning. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll put I'll just put it. one on the podcast. It's there cool. You go. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. So um yeah, and I'm forty five and white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sums it all up. So anyways, does watching true crime affect the way that you train jujitsu? Or view the environment around you? Yeah, um definitely the way I view my environments, that's for sure. Um how I train jujitsu, no. Um, I started jujitsu because of self-defense and I was already into oh. like, um, so I grew up watching a lot of Dateline, um, and that's just, that's just like a thing. I don't know. We just watched a lot of stuff like that. I watched a lot of news growing up. Mm -hmm. I was very, I was always interested in what was going on with people. I remember when the Oklahoma city bombing happened, I watched that, um, unfold on like CNN. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched the... <laughs> World Trade Center collapsed on live TV. Like I yeah. did all those things, you know? Um, so for me, I was always interested in current events and partially it was because I used to compete. I was doing pageant. So right. you have to know current events and yeah. it's really important to know what's going on in the world, all this stuff so you can answer the proper questions. And so I got into crime partially just because I'm just interested in how people work. Yeah. And then what interests me on top of it is then you can see patterns in people. And then it's mm -hmm. like, then I'm like profiling people, which mm -hmm. sounds like strange in a sense. Like I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't know what profession that is. What a criminologist is be a person that oh, would yeah. do something like what I'm talking about. But like, 
for me, I have been looking across crime for years and reading about crime because I want to learn how do people function and what are their what are the most basic reactions that happen? What are the most basic ways that people are, you know, maybe kidnapped or attacked? Um, even more morbid is like, how were they murdered? Mm -hmm. um, to what things were they murdered with? How did it come to be? All those different things, because all of those create context for different ways to be defending yourself against what is actually happening in the real world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, um, because I've been out from jujitsu and stuff, um, some nights like I sit and I'll watch crime docu-series and mm -hmm. stuff, um, and I wanna see what are the most basic things that everybody is doing so that I can figure out how to combat those specific situations mm -hmm. in my training. Right. Because I think as a martial artist, it's your job to currently understand what is the environment around you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like I'm the, we live in like this like super differently digital world than used to exist and stuff. So when now when I'm talking about things with um, all of the uh, women at the self-defense seminars, like I'm learning so much about differently social media stuff and like mm -hmm. they'll tell me about these new things that are happening. It's like, so I have to like keep up so mm -hmm. that I can understand what is still happening. Like there's still education to be had mm -hmm. around it. So I, I don't know. So what is sad a little bit though about some of the documentaries is like they do make me sad oh. and I do get um, kind of anxious sometimes because mm -hmm. of it. And because a lot of them, not a lot, well, ones that are older are much more um, sensationalized. Yeah. And then they're sensationalizing things that I don't think should be and those are wrong and some of the newer ones though i appreciate the way that they're looking at um maybe the pieces about was it racially motivated mm -hmm. was it like do they hate women like right. what mm -hmm. is it do they are they homophobic any of those kinds of things like figuring out who people are and really what's interesting is it all comes down to just like some really basic characteristics between people where i'm just mm -hmm. like yeah. oh that's a murderer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got I it. That's, that's I figured important. it out. It's yeah. important to be able to like recognize patterns. I know that like I've had experiences where I've like noticed them in hindsight, mm -hmm. and I'm like, why didn't I fucking see that in the yeah. moment? Yeah. You know. So yeah. I think that it is definitely helpful to you know watch those things and try and learn and recognize yeah. patterns like that. You mm -hmm. also need to know when to turn it off. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Go live your life because you can't live that way. Right. Um, you can't can't live in in fear and and all those other things. Those are things that I don't believe in. Yeah. Um, I refuse to I refuse to live in fear from from anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's why I do jujitsu. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let <laughs> me yeah jujitsu <laughs> in the style of Creed. <laughs> um, so kind of another segue from, you know, shitty people in the world. Obviously yeah. every gym has shitty people. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, especially being a gym owner, like what are the best ways to handle those shitty people or, you know, to put it more kindly, I guess, um, make people no, just be shitty less people. shitty, shitty yeah, people. Yeah, just shitty Because there's, there's, di there's two different kinds, really. There's people who are intentionally shitty. Yes. And there are people who don't know they're being shitty. Yeah. That change. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I do judge every single person that walks through my doors um, on purpose. Yeah, and I feel judged every time I go to a jiu-jitsu gym and they should judge me yep. because they should want to know who I am mm -hmm. and what I stand for, am I a good person, 
all those other things. Am I going to hurt their students? Right. All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so when when people want to come into the gym, you know, I like to <laughs> sometimes I like creep them a little bit because mm -hmm. I want to know who's going to come yeah, to my gym because I I want a really safe environment for the people that are in it. And when someone gets out of line, I think it's really important to set them straight right when it's happening mm -hmm. because they need to know it's not okay. Like I'm not okay with any sort of harassment, derogatory language. Mm -hmm. um, you can't be racist, you can't be sexist, you can't be homophobic, transphobic, you can't be any of those things in my gym. Yeah. Those won't work for me. And if you, the thing is, it's, it's supposed to be a very apolitical space. Mm -hmm. This is a space where everyone is supposed to come in and treat each other with respect. And if you can't do that, mm -hmm. get the fuck out. Yeah. Because like people are paying to learn jujitsu and mm -hmm. our bodies are really fragile. And as I get older and realize how precious my body is to me, mm -hmm. the less I'm willing to let a rando touch me. And I am right. not willing to let randos touch my students because I don't want them to get harmed. Mm -hmm. um, because I, not only do I depend on like the revenue from my students coming in, like to be quite honest, like I depend on that for a livelihood, but I also actually really, really care about every single person that's gonna be on my mats because those people are a reflection of who I am as a person if I allow them to be around. That's also then me allowing those actions to continue is how I see it. Absolutely. It's, um, I don't think you can separate yourself. We can't have a guy who's coming in like trying to hit on girls or whatever he's trying to do, which I mm -hmm. use that example because it's a very common one. Yeah. Um, that guy's not gonna last. Mm -hmm. Because what people don't understand is girls are not at jujitsu to find boyfriends. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to wreck your dreams, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but y'all, we aren't showing up in jujitsu gyms because we think some hot guys are gonna be there. Never. That's like literally the last thing I'm there for. And because most women have experienced some sort of assault, or, or something in their life that has to do with violence towards them, the last thing they're trying to do is trying to like get smashed by like some dude, especially like, I think it's really intimidating to walk into a gym of beefcakes and then you're like, oh, I have to be in here with these guys and these guys are gonna touch me. Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be uncomfortable, you know? So you have to have a, have a safe space and you have to have safe people and you have to have enforcers of that thing. So like if I'm on the mat and I see something that's not okay, it's my job to go over there and deal with it right then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if that moment right there is not the exact appropriate moment, it has to be done immediately after you can get that person by themselves. You mm -hmm. can't let yeah. it go day over day over day. You must right. address it right at the beginning because if you don't address it right at the beginning, you create a monster yeah mm -hmm. you do because then it sticks around mm -hmm. right it sticks around and then those kinds of behaviors will leach onto the people in your gym and then you're losing your culture yeah. and your culture is so important yeah like I know it sounds super buzzwordy culture is a very like buzzwordy thing I think when you're talking about business and doesn't really mean anything I actually think of it more as like community it's really what you're building. You're building mm -hmm. a space where everyone wants to be. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. everyone should feel comfortable there. And if you're making someone uncomfortable, like I'm gonna have to get, you're, I'm gonna force you out, right? Yeah. You will get forced out. Yeah. yeah. I, ca I can say 100% there's never been a time in the gym where I felt unsafe in mm -hmm. any capacity. And like this community is, I think our community is yeah. amazing. Yeah, me too. Like yeah. we're super lucky to have such a safe space. And Definitely. I mean, this is the only gym I've ever, I mean, I've visited a couple other gyms, but the first gym that I've been a part of and trained at. So it's nice that this is what I have, like high standards, yeah. you right. know, like yeah. this, right. is, this is the place that I want to be or, you know, similar places to yeah. this. So 
everybody should have a gym with Katie and David. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, We love it. Yeah. I think the other side of that too, is that when, or if something happened, I think training jujitsu gives us a voice to like the people that it's happening to are Mm. also just not letting it go. Like we are able to stand up and be like, that was not okay. Right. So I think that's super important for people. I think it's really important. I think you should always say when you're uncomfortable, there's no reason to continue to be uncomfortable in a gym space. If you're feeling uncomfortable in your gym space, you should fucking leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't stay there. Yeah. We've got some badass women in our gym. So yeah, Jen's Italian. So we love to see. (laughs) I like me. That's my new thing for everything (laughs) is I'm always just going to say Jen's Italian. Yeah. Disclaimer. Anybody listening who might want to come to the gym, don't fuck with Jen. (laughs) She's Italian. Yeah. Don't do it. Here we go. Now here comes all those little white belt children who are like, can confirm. She's old and small. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Keep trying. You don't look old though. Don't look old. Oh man. You have biceps. I saw you walk in today. I haven't seen you in like shorts and a t-shirt. You're always wearing a gi. And I was like, what happened to this little hottie? Dang. Shout out Heather Woods. Heather Woods, that's right. Heather Woods is doing the most though, because that's true. Because yeah. I, I am in like the skimpiest two piece I've ever worn that in my is. backyard and because I can. Because I've got Heather and Anna Carolina. Oh, love her. Love her. Yeah. She's amazing. And then are you doing the strength and conditioning? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's, nice. That's yeah. And sorry, Heather, I did not lift yet this weekend. <laughs> A little bit busy. <laughs> sorry, Heather. Actually, Heather's going to be um, on the podcast. Yeah. So she's going to Mexico in a week um, and doing some cool stuff. She's got some seminars coming up. Um, She's got a a hips and grips camp. Yeah. In Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. All kinds of cool stuff. Um, I'm so excited. I'll see her at Master World. Um, She's like my, we've somehow become like little BFFs. It just, it's been really cool. Thinking about it today, the first time. Some of the some of the people who become my best friends are the ones that have tried to break my arms, and like she literally could have broken my arm that day that I fought her. I fought her the week before David and I got married. Oh God! Remember that? Yes. I went to the February IBJJF Open and I fought Heather Woods, and she she got me in a really great armbar. And then she was so nice because afterwards, then she showed me how she did it. Are you she, serious? Yeah, yeah. She, she went and found some mats. She found a spot and then was like, yeah, I want to show you what I did. She's and awesome. I was just like, oh my gosh, who, who is this angel? Right. <laughs> this a sweet angel woman. So I have not had the pleasure of meeting Heather uh, yet. You will. So hi, Heather. Yeah. I hope I get to meet you soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Valerie's on the approved training list. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Yeah, I want to bring Heather out. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like... So, we already talked about how Jen just gives no fucks. Right. So, I know, like, if anybody, if there's anybody you don't want to roll with or who asks you to roll, you're like, fuck no. Like, if you don't want to, you have no shame. But then I feel like there is another end of the spectrum where, and kind of bringing it back to earlier, how sometimes girls are just conditioned to, like, not know how to say no or, like, be firm with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, so then there's people... And I'm still like in the newer side, so I don't have, I haven't mastered the art of just being like, fuck no, like That's I don't it. fucking want do. to. That's all so you I say. always feel yeah. like I like owe an explanation or have to like apologize, like sorry, like no, or you know. So right. what is the best way like to decline a role or to be like, fuck no? Is it just that, just fuck no? <laughs> or is there a better way to go about it? No, I know, <laughs> I know. There's a this couple ways, a- <laughs> there's a couple ways to do it. Um, there's definitely a couple ways. <laughs> so, declining, declining roles. 
with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me in the beginning, it was super, super hard to want to say no. Um, and that culture didn't really quite exist as much where like you just said no, like you just kind of had to go with it. Like if you were rolling, you had to roll with whoever and you didn't ask up, like you didn't ask up and belt and stuff like that. Um, so when, when I started, it was like, if you wanted to not roll with somebody, you just like didn't roll with them and you were done rolling for the night. That's what I would do. So if like somebody like wanted to roll with me or something or like, or like whatever, I would just like be done. So I didn't have to. Right. That was my way out of it. Um, but even now I still think it's really hard to decline roles but honestly I just am super frigid to people that I don't want to roll with so that they don't approach me Mm -hmm. um is part of it but um if if you don't want to roll with somebody though you can just state why you don't want to if that feels natural to you like I don't want people to do things that are unnatural yeah to their personality because I think it's really forceful to be like you should always say you're this or that or whatever, you know, I think everyone needs to have their own language and their own agency in that. So I think there is situations to just be like, Hey, I don't want to roll with you because of X, Y, and Z, or Mm -hmm. honestly, you can just say no and turn around and walk away because no is a full sentence. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to precede it. You don't have to explain yourself. You're nobody's entitled to your opinion. You can literally just say, I, don't want to roll with you and leave it at that you don't owe anyone an explanation I think that that's fine because there's people that I won't roll with just based off of like I looked at them and I'm like I don't think that that's going to be for me right Mm -hmm. right I'm like I'm smaller yeah like and I don't want to get hurt Mm -hmm. and I am more apt to getting hurt now that I am older um so I have to be really careful with making sure that I don't get hurt so I think that everyone should say no when they need to say no because otherwise you're gonna you're you're gonna put yourself in danger um I also think that there's something to be said about being an advocate for others as well so like in my own gym space I feel like I try to make sure people don't roll with people that I don't think they're ready for Mm -hmm. especially if it's like a newer Maybe a newer like wrestler because we get lots of wrestlers, right. okay? And this is like not me being like, oh, wrestlers, all. It's it's really actually like I love having them. It's training them differently though a little bit in speed because we don't do the same. It's not the same culturally. Yeah. And so I don't want to put a, a brand new, smaller, not having been a really like exercised person. I'm not mm-hmm. going to take that person and let them roll with fucking Kyle who just won state last year at wrestling and decided to come into the gym and it's his first day. Do you know what I mean? I do. He just had a monster, rolled up in his truck, (laughs) my tires, you know what I mean? He's in the tap out shirt. Yeah, he's got a tap out shirt, gun rack, got a yee yee sticker, you know what I mean? Goes by King Kong. Yes. (laughs) That guy. You know what I mean? We're not gonna, we're not going to, we should not be mismatching people in jujitsu because we need to keep everybody safe at a minimum level. 
because we need to continue to practice. And if we put ourselves in dangerous situations, we're, we're going to get hurt. And the thing is, like, I'm not going to say it's easy. And this is the thing is, is it's not easy to say no. Mm -hmm. It is not easy to create boundaries, but you have to do it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And like, I promise you through years of work, you will get there. So yeah. my friend Rose and I did seminars so much and I learned so much from them. And like Rose is super dear to my heart. I actually really need to call them. I, they text me like, Honestly, I think a couple weeks ago and now I feel really bad. I have not responded and I now know what I'm going to be doing with part of my vacation. <laughs> uh, I am going to take a vacation. Good. This is exciting. Um, so I should make my way to Portland and see my BFF. So anyway, everything I ever learned, I learned from Rose. And in the beginning, I was really just, just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like the education that I was getting from them was over the top. And I feel like it's just so so valuable and I like totally lost my train of thought actually now that I've thought about like Rose and like how much <laughs> they mean to me yes. and like those things but um but yeah we were talking about declining roles and you know that's where I, that that's where that whole came okay that's where I learned boundaries I literally we did the exercise where we'd all stand there and Rose would say okay everybody is gonna say no uh, after me at this level at my voice level and so they would say no and they start low and then go a little bit higher a little bit higher not a lot higher more like louder mm -hmm. because you should be coming from your diaphragm when yeah. you're saying no in like assault situations we're not trying to make um high-pitched noises because yeah. those can indicate fear in the human brain science yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, <what I> like. <laughs> that's always when i think of when i'm going to say something science goes science like that's what my brain says <laughs> Um, and because I love science and I, and I think that jujitsu and science goes together because mm -hmm. of the way that jujitsu and the human psyche work, yes. all these other things. Yes, yes, yes. But um, anyway, so just to kind of conclude on the topic because I like veered like 500 <laughs> times um, in this question, uh, really no is a full sentence. You don't have to roll with anyone that you don't want to roll with. You can always say no. It doesn't matter what belt level they are. They can be a black belt and you can say no. It can be your first day of jiu-jitsu. You can say no to anybody. There's no reason. You never have to explain yourself. You don't have to have a reason. You don't have to have a reason to not want to do something. Just don't do things you don't fucking want to do because your body is yours and the agency is yours and it's not for anybody else's taking because it's not owed to anybody. Mm -hmm. My access to my body is not owed. Like it's given, it's given, it's given with permission. And if you treat it with respect, I'll re treat you with respect too. And if you don't respect me or respect my body, I will crush you into the ground and then yes. I will never roll with you again. Yes. And like, I don't give one fuck. Well said. <laughs> well perfect. said. I there love you it. go. I love it. So good. Where's my soapbox? <laughs> <laughs> you can stay up on that. Get <laughs> <laughs> you want to put it in the gym. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, we should, like in the corner we, so that when I start soapbox, to get into speeches. Hamilton. <laughs> Because, okay, so here's the thing that people don't know is that uh, so my professor, Ryan Kelly, was one of the most talkative people on the planet, he, but I love it, and mm -hmm. I just love the explanation and the, and the story behind because I'm really gripped by story, mm -hmm. and I'm gripped by having reasons to do things, so if I have a reason to do something, I'm more likely to do it, so mm -hmm. in jiu-jitsu, I have to understand the theory behind why am I doing this thing, because if I don't know it and understand it, I don't give one fuck about doing it yeah. if I don't understand it mechanically. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. to be quite honest, that's how my jiu-jitsu functions. It's mm -hmm. like, do I understand the theory? 
of this thing. Nope, fuck it, not doing it. <laughs> like, I just yeah. won't try. Yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe I should work on that sometimes, yeah. but you know, I'm also okay though with, you should be good at what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should try new things, but you should also, that's something I'm really trying to learn is like, you should be good at what you're good at. Like, that's what Heather says. Yeah. That's what Henry tells me too. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about the different things that like I'm built for with my size and like trying to build strength and right. like power and all that kind of stuff down there. So yeah. That's good. That's good. So with being good at what you're good at, a lot of people don't want to start jujitsu because they think they won't be good at it. <laughs> That's me also. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what advice do you have to new women to overcome that thought and then to also overcome the anxiety of stepping into the gym for the first time? Got it. So we have two questions here. Mm-hmm. So so the first question, say the first question again, please. Oh, no, you're going to make me. I have literally <laughs> to this. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what advice do you have to women? To new women. Who, yeah. Coming into the gym and stepping onto the mat for the first time. Got it. Got it. Okay. So first time, first time in the gym, how do I get them to step on the mat? And then the second question is overcoming that anxiety, overcoming the anxiety. Okay. So we have the two part question of just getting them to literally physically walk onto the mat. And then you're talking about mentally getting on the mat, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm hearing? So that's essentially what we're doing. So first thing is to physically get on the mat you literally don't need to have any prior experience to doing anything but you should be very aware of your body and what injuries you may have and what are your limitations and you need to stick within those boundaries so that you don't hurt yourself because the biggest thing that i see in jiu-jitsu with new people is they come in and they don't physically understand what is required of their body and they will overdo it mm-hmm. and um and that can be really detrimental to them being able to stay on the mats because yeah. they get too sore Okay, so there's that part. Um, also, we're really comfortable clothes. Mm-hmm. Like yes. this sounds hilarious, <laughs> but like literally, like to get a woman onto the mat, I would probably say to her, okay, you will probably be the most comfortable in long leggings, and you may be more comfortable with a shirt that's sleeves, or maybe even long sleeve, and like be prepared that you're going to be contorting yourself like upside down sometimes maybe in the session so just be aware that if you want all your things to stay in maybe you need to tuck in your shirt Mm -hmm. whatever it is like make yourself aware that you're going to be moving like make like I want them to know like how their bodies are going to move so they can dress appropriately because that's one of the things that I find is I get women to come into the gym and they haven't dressed appropriately for the activity and I'm not saying that because I think people should wear specific things I'm literally only saying it in the context that like you're going to be splayed wide open your legs are going to be wide open in the air okay and like your butt is going to be in the air yeah so Mm -hmm. like for me I need to make sure that all of my clothes are on because I feel very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable when I have like things like not on properly like I can't Mm -hmm. think of anything worse than an ill-fitting pair of spats (gasps) and they start falling down oh and then then yeah and then it's falling everywhere so so physically those are some of the things that i think are really important i also think that you should tell your instructor of any injuries that you have and you should tell the people around you that you're working with what are your injuries and you should be really diligent about that thing because it is your responsibility to tell people about your physical body and your limitations Um, and then after that it is the the partner's job to make sure that they take heed of like Mm -hmm. that thing that you just said don't when i say my right arm is jacked don't grab my right arm please don't don't (laughs) grab it like don't do it the other thing i'd also say is sometimes you maybe should just not train also if you have an injury that's Mm -hmm. the other part i'm going to say because i it is also not my responsibility to always work around everybody's 
injury. Yeah. As a person who wants to compete, sometimes like that's just not something I can deal with. If you have an injury, I'm just not going to work with you sometimes. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. And it's not personal at all. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think it's better, but sometimes it's like, it's, it's like you just have to take it case by case. Now, mentally, the thing that you're going to be ready for is that you're going to feel like a fish in mm-hmm. the fucking sea and you are drowning and you are drowning very quickly and wait fish don't drown fish no. out of water if you're a fish out of water so yeah. you're in the sky let's say okay i was thinking fish going <laughs> deep fish. okay we're in a we're a flying fish now okay because that's all i could come up with um but no seriously so the thing is it's like i feel like with any new activity what happens is like i start the new activity i read the directions and then i start to try it and then i get frustrated because it's not exactly what i expected from what i read and so then i have a dissonance between my expectations and what's actually happening mm-hmm. because those are two different things so i need to take my expectations and become very present with what's going on and being like okay all i have to do is my best and all i have to do is finish this session those yeah, are like sometimes the only thing that gets me through is knowing I have to finish my session. Yeah. So like when I'm not meeting my times, especially right now when I'm working out in the cardio and I'm like trying to meet like these ridiculous things I have to do, which are awesome, but also ridiculous because they're <laughs> difficult. Um, sometimes I have to say to myself, because I'll, I'll get upset with myself. I'm not quite meeting the goal, but then I'm just like, but the goal is to finish more than mm-hmm. anything. Like I'm not going to stop because I didn't make it. I just have to finish the amount of feet I got to do here. Yeah. Or the time. Those are the two. It's like sometimes it's time, sometimes it's feet. And so I have to just pay attention to those. And at the end of it, it's like, okay, if I didn't make it, what is the best time I made? Did I beat my best time? Mm-hmm. Did I at least reach X? Like, and then I have expectations where like the best I got on something, like I kind of have those numbers in mind yeah. of like what my best is. So like, mm-hmm. if I beat that, then I know where I'm going. So I know that I'm getting better. So as you're new and you're looking at it, you just have to be really open-minded and you have to, you have to take the thought that already exist about your expectations and throw them out the door and kind of like reinvent where you're at. Now, as the as a woman, like as a woman coming into the gym, if you have prior trauma, you may experience claustrophobia and you may have really strong reactions to the things that are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as I would say, it's really important is to remember to breathe and also to know when to take a break mm-hmm. and also know when to push yourself because there is no growth in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But you have you have to work on those boundaries because you have to know when it's too much. You have to know when it's too little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to know when you're being a little bitch. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like you have you to know. And I and yeah. then for me, that's for me. I have to do that to myself too. Like some days I'll get down on myself and then I'll be like, oh, but wait, like I'm really fucking cool though. Like I was texting <laughs> you two the other day mm-hmm. where I was like feeling really bad about jujitsu and I'm not where I wanted to be and. I want to go to Worlds. I wanted to win. I want to, like, I have all these, like, really crazy championship dreams that are sometimes crazy, but not really, because what is, like, sanity? Who cares? Yeah, right. Why, who, yeah. who doesn't want, I, I'm just what the type of, like, crazy? who doesn't want glory? And that's yeah. just me. I'm very, like, I'm very, like, Sparta, Rome <laughs> about it. I have this very, like, yeah. feeling about, like, um, what is, like, what creates, like, the human, you know, and all this stuff. Definitely. So, anyway. I just feel like you have to have some mental fortitude to work through it and just be strong about who you are and be really authentic. And that's something that I'm currently working on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more authentic I can be, the easier it is for me to navigate what's going on and be realistic because I have really unrealistic expectations. And when we have unrealistic expectations, then we are not able to feel good about Mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. and you got to feel good about trying like you need to be work on being positive and that's a really hard thing for me to do but that's something that I need to work on 
um, like, I am the, <laughs> I am, like, probably a, like, recovering pessimist. It's kind of, like, what I think of myself <laughs> as. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, it doesn't feel good that I'm saying any of these things. I don't want people to think that I'm like having a great time doing it. Like that's right, the other right. part about yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I realistically can say all these things and like I've learned all these things from people and I've read a million books about it and all those mm. other things. But at the end of the day, if you're not about it, then what work are you doing? Yeah. Read another book. Okay, cool. Yeah. Read another book. Okay, cool. Like I just mm. read Relentless oh. and now, now I'm on one. I'm just like, oh this book is literally just telling me to stop analyzing what's going on and just mm -hmm. do the work. And if you're not doing the work, mm -hmm. you're just not going to get the results. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, how simple. Like I just need to manage my expectations here and then things will yes. be easier. So I think with women, I think they have to know that those things are going to happen. I think you should like maybe bring a buddy. Really? That's the way yeah. I started jujitsu. Mm -hmm. I had a friend and she, she and I would go to the gym together and then she didn't have a car. And so I had a car and so I'd pick her up. That's so nice. we were carpool so that got us to the gym because if I didn't go then she didn't get to go either yeah so that really helped us and we worked together always and I was really lucky that I was in a school that allowed me to pretty much stay with my partner that I wanted to be mm -hmm. with and I kind of asserted that um, and kept that as the culture in that gym and yeah. uh, I keep that culture in our gym too it's like if that's the only person you want to work with that you're comfortable with I'm not gonna make you do something you don't want to do yeah. mm -hmm. eventually I'm gonna have a talk with you and I'm going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone and like, let's, let's look at some other ways to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and that could just be literally just expanding to another woman yeah, or whoever yeah. you are comfortable with a person, a person you feel comfortable doing jujitsu with right. that expansion is okay too. Right. It's mm -hmm. still expansion, still growth, still learning a new yeah. body. Like I remember the, when I had to learn jujitsu in my first term of jujitsu, I was 21 years old. I think I was 21 years old, yeah, September of 2009, um, and I walked into the class, and I was overweight, I was like 200 and some pounds, mm -hmm. and I hadn't been athletic in two years, I'd quit doing all sports, and when I was in high school, I was doing track, cheerleading, I did, track I was not running, by the way, I was throwing <laughs> things. <laughs> y'all your girl don't run um and i was Catch doing swimming i was like i had friends that were all good at sports um my friend denise green fuck she was a great swimmer she swam for um uh shit now i can't remember that's terrible of me i can see the colors are <laughs> orange and blue boise Boise. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Got it. Eight. Thank you. Yes. And um, yes. then my my friend Kelsey, she Kelsey McKenna is a fantastic uh, volleyball player, like of, of the time here, you know. And Mr. McKenna was like my PE teacher, and yeah, yeah Mrs. McKenna was my teenager. Yeah. And like I can still hear Mr. McKenna's like uh, his CD that he had because it was a burn CD <laughs> and of country songs. And on Fridays oh, wow. we got to do a circuit and we got to listen to the country songs, nice. right? Okay, and I still can hear them in my head and feel it, feel that room, you know. Mm -hmm. I can still picture his shorts. So good, so good, <laughs> love it. I'm gonna need to see a picture. Oh yeah, guy. I'll find it. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's great. We'll I like he he really influenced me to keep going and keep trying. I lifted weights in high school for like all years, awesome. and I got my name on the board. Yes. Yeah, you know, like I did that kind of stuff, and I felt really good about that. And he always was like really encouraging and like never said anything about me or my body or anything you know just was mm -hmm. like a cool person you know yeah but like 
I really lost that after I stopped doing sports mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years and was just like doing whatever. And then when I decided to go back to doing something and do women's self-defense, I didn't realize how close I was going to have to get to other people. Yeah. And it was really scary to get really close to them because I was really uncomfortable about my own body and the way it looked because I was not an athlete anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I was coming off the couch and it was super hard. And it, especially being a prior athlete, it was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. This is difficult. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just made myself go. I actually, I skipped some of it. I thought I wasn't going to finish. I thought I'd never go back. And then I was like, this is my first term of college and I'm paying for this. Right. And if I don't go, it's like putting dollars in the toilet and flushing it. So I need to go to my classes and I need to finish and do things that are hard. Mm -hmm. And so I did it and I fucking fell in love with it because of that. And sometimes you have to do like the really really hard things to find out what is the thing that's really good for you yeah mm -hmm. and for me that's like that was that story for me like getting in there and, and meeting ryan kelly and being given a chance to be in a space and help other people because i like helping people mm -hmm. i very much grew up in an environment of like service to others yeah um and i still think very frequently about what is service to others and are am i doing service to others and mm -hmm. in, in the right ways and because um, I grew up in kind of like a like one side of my family is like Catholic and the other side is Mormon. So you kind of have these different, you know, religious influences. Yeah. But even at the same time, though, the things that I learned from it, because I'm not a religious person mm -hmm. by any means. Right. But the things that I learn when I think about how do I feel about other people and service to others is super important to me. And that's why service projects are important to me. That's why at the gym, mm -hmm. I feel like we we need to do different things to help our community yeah. raise mm -hmm. funds like I can't wait to do another fundraiser this year yes. so we're gonna do a fundraiser again for the um, food bank here All we right. did it in uh, last December mm -hmm. and I know we'll do it again um, it's the Episcopal Church in Coos Bay because oh, cool. um, that's the first place I volunteered at when I was doing pageant um, and that was my platform that's at the time great. was wow. helping to combat hunger here mm -hmm. um, because it's a really really big problem and yeah, honestly it's, it's mm -hmm. such a it's such a basic thing like it's mm -hmm. a basic right in my yeah. opinion yeah um, access to food should just be a thing that exists mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm also into farming as you're yeah. seeing I'm building this little mini farm here like creating my little biodiverse space <laughs> because so cool to me those here. things are like super important and it's all and a lot of it comes into like service to others but that can be really hard because I like then I push myself really far mm -hmm. yeah. and stuff so you just have to know your limits you have to know your limits yeah. Um, but yeah. So I feel like that's probably a really rewarding part of owning the gym is being able to do stuff like that. So that's actually one of our questions is, oh. what is one of the, you know, most rewarding things about owning a gym? And then on the other side, what is one of the worst things about owning a gym? Okay. Let me start with the worst. Cause that won't take very long. <laughs> um, because I, I like to get it out of the way. The worst part is when I, I have to kick people out or do things like that mm -hmm. because they're not the right fit. Mm -hmm. It's very hard for me to do because I would like people to be able to change or um be different but like i every everyone is different i have to let people be different in who they are and that means that i can say you know this is the way we act in our gym this is who we are that bird is it's i don't <laughs> know if it's wild. cheering me on i think it's cheering think me it on is. it's He's literally like, looking at you yeah bro bro <laughs> i'm podcasting over here my friend oh my goodness this is another guest. Whoever said their relative, come get your dad. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. 
I know it's Sunday, my friend. <laughs> anyway, um, I think the worst part is having to ask people to leave. Um, but I actually think it's it's to the betterment of the gym. If I need mm -hmm. to do it, I need to do it, and I'm not gonna apologize for it. it protects uh, my people. Like that's the way I think about it. Because to me, my jujitsu is like my family mm -hmm. community, and like it's my job to protect everybody yeah. Yeah. inside of there. And so if I think you're weird, you're out. Mm -hmm. I don't really that's care. Fair. And then, um, but the most rewarding part, it kind of goes where I think like, man, you know, I get to teach a lot of kids like we get a lot of kids that come through mm -hmm. and for some of them it's just like it's just made them blossom they're just yeah. totally come alive have a new thing to do and I remember when I started jujitsu I was I loved it because I finally felt like oh I'm good at this mm -hmm. why didn't I find this sooner and I'm having kids a lot of kids come to me and their parents say things like yeah we just tried everything and they just really haven't found what they love and jujitsu really works for a lot of kids because it's yeah, just, yeah. there's so much touch and feel. I think it's really important. I feel like I get to help kids build their boundaries around yeah. their bodies at mm -hmm. a really young age, which is really important yes. because I think everyone needs to understand their agency, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and it's really rewarding for me to see, um, wow, that, <laughs> oh he is just changing position. Oh, is it because the cat? Oh my God, I do not know. Bro. Oh Bro. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, but doing, yeah, seeing things like that are really rewarding. I also think it's real, really rewarding when I see someone come in and they start jujitsu and then they just, I watch them change. Like I just watch them transform in front of me. Like when you take someone to start jujitsu and maybe they've kind of like been through it, you can see it, you know, people wear it on their face and on their bodies. Yeah. Then they start jujitsu and next thing you know, they're like drinking water, eating vegetables, getting more sleep, mm -hmm. feeling the serotonin benefits. Like mm -hmm. suddenly they're just feeling better and then their skin starts to look better. Their yeah. hair looks better. They look bright. You know, yeah. because when they come in, sometimes I'm just like, man, you're pale and gray, my friend, yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they come in, they start jujitsu, and they get into, like, what it is to move their body. And mm -hmm. then they, like, that was what happened to me is, like, I wanted to take care of my body more because I wanted yeah. to be able to do more jujitsu. Yeah. And I couldn't do jujitsu if I was going to be that big. It just wasn't going to work for me. Right. Because um, I wasn't built. Like, I'm not tall. And so, like, being larger was hard. Yeah. Like, it's hard to move. Yeah, it just physically wasn't working for my jiu-jitsu, so I, I needed to do something different, and I just wanted to be healthier, and jiu-jitsu was really just the gateway into that thing. So, um, those are some of my, yeah. some of my most favorite things about the gym, definitely, but it's a lot of work, though. You're, yeah. you're married to it once you get into mm -hmm. it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't not do it. Well, then that leads us into, um, where would you be right now if you hadn't found jujitsu? Barefoot in the kitchen with three <laughs> unruly children and one on the way. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was going to do other than actually, well, originally I thought that I was going to be the president of the United States. So there was that. So I worked on that There's career for a long time. time. There's, There's still yeah. time. You got time. There's still time. They only use old people anyway. <laughs> I know. That's the thing is like, I, you know, I've got some time to get there. I may still do, you know, get into it someday. The thing is, I just don't like how 
uh, greasy it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, all the bubbles. Like mm-hmm. if you watch Trailer Park Boys, it's like when bubble says greasy, like that's what it makes yeah. me think of is like politicians. Because like I don't want to be a politician. Like I want to help people. But that's also the reason why I do jujitsu. And sometimes I feel like, but I am doing the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I am doing the work though. Like I'm trying to come into the community to do something really good for people that gives them a lot of self-worth and mm-hmm. if you can give people self-worth and give them those tools then they're going to try to be more better productive mm-hmm. citizens of society who can do great things and raise great children in the community and help each other and i think that we just spend a lot of time on our phones we spend a lot of time looking at all the things on the internet other people's shit. yeah <laughs> but like how often are we like actually spending time in front of each other mm-hmm. like we actually like really i usually see you both every single day because i'm always at the gym but right. i haven't been mm-hmm. so like i haven't seen you because i've just been like texting you which mm-hmm. is cool right. right but we're really busy but right. it's not the same no, no it's not right like this is really nice right now yeah, it's like super <laughs> it nice outside yeah and and so i think that there's something to like human connection and i know Mallory, you're off of social media right now, mm-hmm. and that must be feeling pretty good. It's very refreshing. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I feel like I have, I'm in a much better headspace just being away from all of the negative aspects yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll return eventually, but, you know, with, with more boundaries, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Train the algorithm. Yeah. Everything you don't want to see. Yeah. You're yeah. interested. Yeah, for sure. So... I mean, I think that it's safe to say that we think that you're amazing, Aww. and we're both so lucky to know you and have you as our professor. Yeah. So this has been a wonderful. I mean, you're the easiest person to interview yeah, ever because so. <laughs> because I like to pro. talk. You love to talk. I love and to I mean, talk. You can. Why my it. lessons take forever? <laughs> Dude, they're we, always so good though. <laughs> I still really want to put together like a video of all the Katieisms that you say. Oh, <laughs> those those I don't know where they come from. I think that they be, they're because uh, Professor Harold always had a lot of really good things. Like he just like said yeah. things that were just really funny. Um, I I remember one time I got kicked in the face and he said sometimes you got to break a couple eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> break a few eggs to make an omelet. Uh, a lot of food references. Yeah. I do love so food. Funny. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. That's I love so it. so great. Oh, oh, man. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you for this fabulous visit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that this was great. I um, I wasn't sure what to expect because it's like we're kind of just like having a conversation. But yeah. It's like a deep conversation <laughs> yeah. being recorded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it's it's interesting because I've not I don't like tell my story or tell stories very mm-hmm. often um, so it's interesting to tell them back and mm-hmm. like yeah. other people will hear the story right yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a really interesting aspect for me because I I used to write a lot and then I like stopped writing okay. um, for a long time and so you know I think I used to like process things more through like writing and stuff like that but yeah speaking at the same time is kind of like almost like that same thing yeah so it's really interesting especially like reflecting back on jujitsu because i just feel like i just started right i literally just feel like i just started jujitsu like i got a black belt don't know what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i just saw a bunch of my friends are getting all their black belts like i saw a couple before me and then i got mine and now like the rest of them are here the rest of them are back in my like we're all in the division now and it's super exciting because i've been in different divisions with like lots of different ones Mm-hmm. But now we're like getting to that spot where we're all getting to be black belts. So now the divisions can be 
yeah bigger mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's really exciting cool. and they're like my friends that like i want to beat and like they should also want to beat me right mm-hmm. like you can be super competitive and not be crappy like you can like love the people you compete with because like you, yeah. you really should because like those are the people that are going to give you the hardest time like it's hard to roll with david oh I, I yeah i know how that feels yeah <laughs> not just the david thing but rolling with mm-hmm. the spouse it's hard yeah 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 do you, do, you wrestle, you. <laughs> do you wrestle with BJ? Ever? I try to, yes. He, uh, BJ, quit being a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he will make it this far into the podcast. To be yeah. He might have tuned <laughs> out by he's now. He's got too much ADD. Um, but <laughs> no, I really would love to get him in the gym. Iron Man's in two weeks, so mm. maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, well, he see. said he's, he's like, has had that Iron Man excuse for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, so yeah. now it's a tired one. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But I would love to get him in there. I do like wrestle him a little bit, but he gets annoyed. (laughs) He definitely gets annoyed with me if I come home and I'm like, let me just practice this on you really quick. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I get annoyed because he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And I'm like, you know, this would be a lot easier if you just came to the fucking gym. (laughs) I like, you just like blame it on him. Right. I'm like, this is your fault. This is your fault that you don't get it because you're you're not in the gym. Damn it, BJ. Get it, get your shit together, BJ. Get in the circle. Uh, Circle of trust. (laughs) One day, (laughs) you just like, he like wake up with one of those like notes pinned to him. It's like the circle of trust. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I feel like since I played games at BJ's house, because we all know how much I hate them, that Mm. he should come to the gym to return the favor. He's yeah, BJ. Yeah, (laughs) I think that he would be good, and he'd be fun to have around. Yeah, I think so. Character. He is. Yeah. Game night was fun. Yeah, we have to do another one soon. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's do it, and we'll have to do another podcast soon. Um, because this was a cool, cool format to kind of go through. Because I like made you two ask me questions. Yeah, um, it, was it, was it was really awesome. And we've been podcasting for a while now, and I'm pretty sure it's like lunchtime. So, mm-hmm. I think I think we're gonna end up signing off here. But I just am really privileged to be able to share all of this, um, and like have the platform and like the friends that like support me to do those things because doing things like this alone is really hard but when I have like my friends being Mm -hmm. like oh your podcast is cool or like like when people say nice things I'm just like you know what that's cool like I'm just gonna take it I think it's really cool so um we'll get together we'll we'll see what's going on and let's go let's go eat yeah okay let's do that that. (laughs) all right sounds good okay all right so this is our test recording we have the day have missed so far yeah (laughs) katie's a dirty girl (laughs) because i moved a planter in the middle of us to put in a microphone in my backyard um because the birds are chirping and the sun is out <laughs> so um I didn't know what a whisk was. You didn't know what a whisk was? <laughs> you actually thought that the Danish whisk <laughs> was a microphone Danish tool. Microphone. <laughs> so I just brought it out and called it the Danish microphone. And I've been thinking about the Danish microphone actually for about three hours and what jokes I could make with it, but I didn't come up with any. Well here you go. Here's so a good one. <laughs> yeah. Wow.